Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming to you live, powered by StreamYard, it is the Believe in the Southside podcast show. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. It's your boy, Steve-O. You can find me on Twitter, at DrunkShySoxFan. And joining me, as always, my beloved co-host. Oh, really? That's the nicest thing you've ever said? About me, but, uh, nice it's your boy, uh, Carrie, that baseball fan on Twitter or that base by fan. Thanks, Elon. Elon, I say that every episode, but uh, god damn it. Um, this is our first show, Steve, doing a uh, you know, like a recap of a series or a week weekend. So, um, I'm pretty excited to uh, get this thing rolling, absolutely, absolutely. And for those of you that you know don't already, you know, follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter at believe b-l-e-a-v Southside, um and make sure that you you know hit subscribe and rate and review uh on whatever podcast platform you use apple podcast spotify all the other ones um so yeah let's talk about this white Sox series uh first and foremost um carrie i want to hear your initial thoughts on this four game set against the reigning champ uh houston astros I mean, I was uh, before this. I was look, just going back to our last episode, and we both called it. I mean, exactly how it happened. We both said a split would happen, and that if a split did happen, it would be, I think, the best outcome and the most realistic outcome. So, mm-hmm. um, we're one for one so far, uh, Steve. So good, good shit to both of us. But uh, I was trying to see if any of us called the first and the last. You mentioned something, and you said. It could be maybe like a you know a first and last, but I'm gonna go with the middle games, and I said the middle games as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, it was it. Yeah, it didn't play out like I expected it to by any means in regard to you know matchups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. So hey, let's dive right into the series and talk yeah. about it. Starting with opening day on Thursday, uh, where we had uh, Cy Cease, my guy. Uh, Dylan, 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 dialing it up um, on the mound. Um, a three to two winner for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. A lot of late offense in that game for both teams. Uh, it was completely scoreless until the seventh. Am yeah. I correct in saying that? Yeah, I'm not um, right now. Yeah, completely scoreless until the seventh. We had some wild pitch offense to start for Houston. Um, getting on the board first. Yasmani Grandal hitting a solo shot in the eighth with two outs. Um, and then the White Sox bats uh, came a little bit more alive, particularly with runners on um, in the ninth inning of that game. Yes. Um, fantastic game to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch, not just as a White Sox fan, but as a fan of baseball in general. Those are the mm-hmm. games that, at least for me, I, I love watching. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the... I, I get how 10 to 8 games are exciting. You know, there's a lot of offense and, and it keeps you... It keeps you, uh, it keeps you glued to your glued to the screen, and it, it keeps you awake. But there's also something I think. Growing up watching "quote unquote" Aussie ball, um, you you get used to those three to two games, and there's an affinity for it in your heart. So as a fan, I fucking loved opening day. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on on the White Sox performance specifically in Game One. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I love a pitcher's duel, right? I mean, and and you know. 
it's just fun to watch, especially with guys like, uh, you know, Valdez and Cease. Those are top of the line. I believe they're both top 10, maybe even top five in Cy Young voting last year. Um, you know, and, and, and there's such different styles of pitching. One is going to just shut you the fuck down completely in Dylan Cease. I mean, he, he looked like a man that was like pissed that he didn't win the Cy Young last year, last year. He looked very angry, six inning, 10 strikeouts. I mean, no walks, 86 pitches through six and a half. I mean, six and, you know, six and uh, one thirds innings, only two hits. I mean, that's a, looks like a very determined Dylan cease. Possessed. No walks. He pitched possessed. Yeah. Like Zero was- walks for Dylan cease, 10 Ks. Mm-hmm. And that, and it- that pitch clock is a, big advantage for him it looks like because when you have a guy like that who's so overpowering and he's in a rhythm and you don't have time as a as a hitter to maybe throw off his timing and you know get him on a rhythm you're fucked and that really showed um on the on the opener so no 100 percent. and a former guest of the show uh sammy davis jr 5000 always jokes and says that dylan ceases a mental midget which i don't necessarily believe but i think him being stuck to a pitch clock and him having to work a little bit more in a rhythm than mm-hmm. you know trying to regain you know composure between every pitch and, and and kind of like getting you know lost in the sauce a little bit um that that continuous momentum that he had just looked absolutely phenomenal yeah. um i think Dylan sees is one of those pitchers where when he's lights out he is lights out Nobody is hitting him in major league baseball. And it showed that night. Um, you know, he only had one earned run on his ledger, and that was because honestly, they would have gotten out of it if if it wasn't for an Aaron Bummer wild pitch. Yeah. Right. Um, so just fantastic stuff from Dylan Cease from six, right, through six plus innings. Um, if we're gonna get that Dylan Cease throughout the entire year, I don't see how he isn't fuck on. Right. Like I, I'm thinking about hitting the sports books right now if, yeah, because I haven't yet to put in a Dylan Cease mm-hmm. uh, young future because yeah. I, I mean, it looks amazing. I got him at plus 1300 last year. I'm definitely not getting those odds this year. No, but, you're um, it, like it's going to be like five, six. Yeah, yeah. Five, six, maybe. Yeah. Right. But Especially I think they're still gone. Yeah. I still think there's fantastic value there. Um, yeah. Even with Jacob DeGrom being in the AL because um, that man cannot s- stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I just fantastic stuff. Now, I'm, I'm, we can talk about this with Game Four as well too, the game that we just witnessed with the White Sox. But uh, are we going to have closer by committee still, Carrie? Because at first, I think you and I were both like, okay, they have multiple options that they can go to in the pen, but the pen is shaky from what we've seen. Especially, I mean, Game One was one thing, but Game Two, Game Three, and <laughs> into Game Four. Um, is is that your your biggest worry so far? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really early. I mean, I think the Sox bullpen last year kind of <laughs> God damn it. Um, I think the Sox bullpen last year was kind of started out the same way and leveled out a little bit. I mean, Jose Ruiz, it's for some reason just looks like World Baseball Classic. I'm I'm gonna be a fucking stud. And then and maybe that's because he's like but I don't know. He was facing some good teams and pitching well, but he comes back to the MLB and was just looked like dog shit. So I don't know what's wrong with him. Lopez has looked very shaky. Those, these first two games. I mean, yeah, I, 
it's going to have to be by committee now. I mean, who, right? So, you know, yeah, it, 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 this could be an issue. So I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it. one thing is clear to me after game one and game four. It, it, I don't know who penciled in Raylo as closer. You know, when you have a lead, go to Reynaldo Lopez in the ninth. Mm-hmm. But that it it proved itself right there. A guy Wayne here in the comments says Lopez didn't know he could pitch himself into a safe situation. Yeah, uh, I, I guess so. Um, seriously, it's been I, rough. he earned himself a save today, <laughs> even though he was God awful. Um, yeah. And seriously, Ben and Robert in the ninth inning today, particularly that Robert play was just, it saved Ray. Well, it that, saved him, you know, and, and I said this in, in our group chat, you know, and I, I tweeted this out. It's nice to have an outfield that can play the Actually outfield, play outfield. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's nice that when the ball's hit in the air in the outfield and, and it's not center field, you don't like tighten up your butthole, right? When Eloy and, 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 and Vaughn and, and Gavin Sheets were out there. I mean, literally, whenever it was hit to left field, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, like either Eloy's three outcomes, he's catching it somehow, he's going to hurt himself while catching it, or he's just going to fucking just totally bomb the play. Okay, when it went to the other side, I'm like, okay, Vaughn's totally going to misread this thing and not get there or some shit's about to happen now with Ben attendee who knows how to make the right, you know, routes. Right. What is that called? Like fly path or something. I don't I don't know what it's called, but he knows how to play the outfield. He's done it his whole career. And Oscar Colas made a nice grab out there today, too. He he looks fine out there. So it's nice to have some athleticism and guys that you can trust out there. So when you do have guys like Raylo going out there and, you know, giving up runs and stuff like that, giving up hits, you, you can kind of trust the outfield a little bit more now. The whole Absolutely. Defense. Absolutely. And let's, you know, obviously the, the distrust in Raylo after, especially after what we saw today is, is apparent, but let's talk about the rest of the bullpen as well. And kind of the woes that we saw mm-hmm. um, in game two was Kendall Graveman. In game three, it was Joe Kelly. And then on top of that, um, our guy, Jose Ruiz, didn't look fantastic. Um, on top of that, Jake Diekman, it looks Ugh. like absolute garbage, um, which I expected it from Diekman. I didn't as much from Jose Ruiz, especially since he looked pretty stellar in the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. Um, how many of these guys are you concerned about? And how many of these guys are you like, yeah, they're going to turn it around? I'm not concerned about Graveman. He's shown that he's just solid, right? Um, his problem is he like can't pitch well in like back-to-back games for some reason. And I really like what Senor said. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Like, yeah. let him pitch in his Venezuela jersey. Maybe he'll be lights out like he was. But I'm not worried about Grayman. I'm not even worried about Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly started. I don't know if he can start as bad as he did last year. And if he, if he does, you got to just DFA the man. I mean, you know, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, Bummer looked amazing today. Bummer looked really, really good today. So those, those three, I, I'm not worried. I'm not even worried about Raylo as a reliever. I'm worried about him as a closer. Is that, if that makes sense. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of issues with, Jake Diekman and you know the Jimmy Lambert's not looked 
good, really. And Jose Ruiz looks like crap. And this guy Santos has some stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. Shut up, senor. Yeah. Um, I had to pop the Clevenger <laughs> comment that he just threw in the chat. And this is why you should join us for live episodes. Uh, the, the live chat is just fantastic. So thank you, particularly to Senor Sox here and our guy Wayne R., who uh, are both in the chat and mm-hmm. uh, chatting us up here uh, to talk some White Sox baseball. Um, games two and three, obviously, the, the losses went to the bullpen. Um do you like what you're seeing out of starting pitching, Kerry? So you got Lance Lynn. You've got Mike Clevenger, who went today. Um, you had uh, Lucas Giolito game three. And obviously, we mm-hmm. love Dylan Cease. But what about the other, the other guys here? Lynn, Giolito, and Clevenger. What more can you ask for from your pitching staff against a team like the Houston Astros? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what more can you ask for? I mean, they they... I thought they pitched phenomenal. I mean, you can't ask for a better game from Dylan Cease, right? I mean, like, that was just unreal, right? Um, And then Lance Lynn, I believe, went, what, six innings? Uh, Lance Lance went uh, five and two-thirds and Mm -hmm. uh, gave up uh, two earned. Okay, that's great. I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take that. And then then Gio went, what, six and... Five and and two, Just I think. Five flat, five. five flat with two earned runs, I believe. Uh, yep, two earned, three total. Yeah, and then today, Clevenger five innings, no one. That's that's great for a, f- and it's their first start of the season, so they're not even like warmed up yet. It's not even hot outside, you know, like. And I love saying that just because it pisses people off, but like it's true, you know. I mean, like you get better grip and stuff like that too for pitchers, but against the Houston Astros. I, I couldn't ask for more. So I'm very pleased if this is if this is what they can do all season, who's gonna beat this team in the central? Nobody. I mean, yes and no. I mean, Cleveland's got off to a decent start. Uh Minnesota's gotten off to a decent start. Their Minnesota's opponents... played Cleveland. Let's let's set the record straight here. Minnesota played who? Minnesota's, Minnesota not, played not Cleveland. Cleveland. Minnesota's played uh, Kansas City and they like they have not right. scored a run, I think. I think they scored four runs or something. They lost today, Kansas City. Yeah. They're, they're Did horrible, they finally but... get one? No, they lost. <laughs> uh, no, Twins won. Twins won. Yeah, uh, yeah twins seven won. to four. Uh, yeah. So Twins are obviously on top of the Central. Uh, Cleveland, um, they won their first two, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. No. Uh, no, they lost the first one, won the next two. It's 5-5, five, five, middle of the eighth, as we're recording this. I mean, oh, th- I those teams are going to give... I'm not going to say that right now. Like, who's going to beat the White Sox? Because mm-hmm. that's the same exact fucking tenor that we had last year in regard to this division, right? Who's going to beat the White Sox? Us waiting for the rest of the division to show up, yada, 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 right? I mean, Cleveland's not worried about, but Cleveland has injuries too. Tristan McKenzie just got hurt. So. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I know what you're saying, and, but. And, and teams have to stay healthy, and that also includes the White Sox, right? The mm-hmm. White Sox have depth issues. I'm going to try and stay very, I'm still staying cautiously optimistic. This is a series where, yes, they split in Houston, which is what we thought was a realistic outcome, a good realistic outcome. But as our guy Senor says here in the in the chat, man, they had a chance to sweep this series, but a split works. They really did have a chance to take this Mm -hmm. entire series. And the thing is, your resources as a team, 30, 40 percent of your financial resources are built up in a bullpen. That's absolute 
question marks right now. I'm not going to say they're total trash, but they're question marks. Joe Kelly has really, I I know he was unlucky last year um, and kind of got hit hard with the long ball early on in the year and had a better second half once he was finally back. But he didn't look good. Uh, Kendall Graveman, hit or miss. Um, Jose Ruiz, not good. Raylo, awful. Um, Jake Diekman, terrible. So right now you've got one lefty. You've got one lefty, and that's Aaron Bummer. We know how Bummer does when there's too much pressure on him. Yeah. Right? Um, not to mention, too, I, I think the biggest thing to focus on here is not necessarily even the pitching. The starting pitching really did a solid job. I would love to see more out of Giolito. He gave up. It was a gave lot of weak, weak, weak contact, though. Yes, there was a lot of weak contact. That's the thing. He gave up hits. He gave up uh, one or two walks, but at, at the same time, too, you know, it was a lot of weak contact yeah. uh, for him, except for the one that went all the way to the wall, and Robert made a fantastic play yes. uh, on Kyle Tucker. Um, but I, I'm looking for the number today, because I know today, going into today's game, throughout the first three games, the White Sox had left 30 runners on base carry mm-hmm. yeah. 30 runners through three games. Okay. That's unacceptable as a team that's supposed to be, you know, have their offense kind of carry them in into, you know, winning situations. You can't score four or three runs and expect to win ball games. This team's not built that way. They're not that lights out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for that number, but go ahead. I think that, that's going to normalize and you know it's it's the first series right you know i think guys are pressing a little bit more just because you know it is the first series i mean you saw oscar colas strike out on three straight pitches with mm-hmm. bases loaded that's clearly a pitcher like luis garcia who's been in the league for a little bit taking advantage of a rookie who knows he's going to try to do too much and that's what yeah. he did he threw him the same three pitches inside a cutter inside like down low I think that, you know, I like I like where things are headed. That that's why I think I'm a little I'm feeling a little bit optimistic. And with what Senor said is, you know, they did have a chance to sweep. That makes me optimistic because, like, they I think when things level out and normalize, like I think they should, right? Especially with some bounce back seasons from some guys like Yoan and Yasmani, right? Like. I think this team is going to be fine and that that's why I think I'm, I'm acting like this, right? Like that's why I like what's in your set is I wanted to see a split, but if they like were in those ball, were in those ball games and, you know, could have won them. I'll, I'll be happy. Cause like last year, I think this would have been like eight to two. They would have given up, you know, and, it wouldn't have even mattered. Like th- those are the games I was trying to avoid, and, and it didn't happen, so it was good. Right. I think I saw a number that the White Sox going into the series had lost eight of their last nine in Houston. So exactly. Look at that. It's, it's good that they went in and, and they split a four game set. Hundred percent. Trust. Trust me. I, I I I feel that way, and it's really nice that they were competitive in every single one of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The and, bullpens and- got me worried though, and yeah. and I think that's a fair fair worry. Um, on top of that too, though. You've got to be better with hitting, not just with runners in scoring position, but just when you yeah. have runners on in general. They left 12 on base today. That's worse than their average number for the first three games, which was yeah. 10 per game. So now you have 42 runners left on base through four games. 
and it's good to see that they're getting on base. Remember, this was a team that hit a lot of singles last year. If I'm not mistaken, they were first or second in Major League Baseball in batting average. Yes. Right? It's one thing to get guys on base. It's another thing to get them in. Yeah. And if if this team's not going to live and die off the long ball, which is fine, you've got to hit. you got to be better in situational hitting. Yeah, someone made a good point. It was it was our boy Alex Rude too. It was a great point, and this goes along with what you're saying, and it goes along with like coaching, right? And and you could tell that it's different in in four games. You could tell it's different with coaching. They were up two to zero with a man on first and second with no outs, and instead of having us call us bunt, which you know. You know Tony would have had him do mm-hmm. because it's a rookie, you know, and he wanted to get that extra run, right? What does he have him do instead? He gets a double and 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 gets the man. Uh, I think he got an RBI, I think, on that and got him to second and third, or maybe he just got them to second and third, or I don't know. I think it was an RBI actually, and then it ended up being a man on second and third. Think about that. So instead of like a sacrifice bunt man on second and third one out. Now you have second and third with the run scored. Like you can just tell that things are going to be different. And I think, I think to go along with your point about like runners and scoring position, I think the coaching staff is going to make them get in a better position and they're going to get more data on all these players. And that's why I'm getting it. It's going to all normalize towards the end of the season. So yeah, I I think it'll be better. I think you're right in regard to coaching, which shows the approach. I think the approach of this 2023 team, despite me kind of ripping on their plate approach in game one in particular and the way they started it off, I noticed throughout the series they did get a lot better. So I think the approach just as an entire team and a clubhouse culture, they are absolutely in a better position. Right now, it now comes down to execution. Tim Anderson walked twice this weekend. Right. A fuck, you know, like you could just tell there's guys motivated and, you know, the coaching is just more alert. Yeah. No, they don't need life alert. They are alert. Yes, exactly. Right. hundred percent. We don't have a manager that's literally taking naps either in the clubhouse or even in the dugout uh, while games are are about to start or happening. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I am excited about what I've seen. I'm just once again holding in some of that excitement because yeah, because I, I know maybe if they won three out of four, I'd be a lot more like okay, yeah, yeah, this is this is it. Um, I like the schedule coming up though. That's why I'm optimistic. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Before we hop into that, I I do obviously we we talked about some notables here with with Dylan Cease and and, and Yoan Mankata. Is there anything that else that has you super excited from this series that you saw? I mean. As the biggest, you know, stand of this guy on White Sox Twitter, Oscar Colas. I mean, I know, I know he, you know, struck out with bases loaded, but he looks like he's comfortable. You know, like, um, like he doesn't look like a rookie. I mean, he's field. He he played pretty well in the field. He's he's getting opposite field hits. I mean, like, I think all three of his hits have either been opposite field or up the middle. Once. It's like what happened to Eloy. Once he figures out how to like pull the ball and his timing hits, I think this kid's gonna smack the shit out of the ball. So I, I, I really like what I saw out of him. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm just I, I rather than him, I'm 
really confident if he has Monte Grandal this year. It's going to mm-hmm. be back back to who he is. So I mean, doesn't look like he's swinging a wet pool noodle anymore. Any yeah. contact that he made was so like his ability to barrel balls. Like it last year, it wasn't. This year, it is. Yeah. He's hitting the ball and he's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. And then on top of that, one thing since we just talked about Moncada, and I'll lump Yaz into this as well. These are two guys that are going to benefit greatly mm-hmm. from the shift no longer being allowed in the way it was in the way it was yeah. right um now a guy who i do want to talk to you about really quickly and ask you about is uh gavin sheets Ugh. with with what we've seen out of oscar colas what is the point of gavin Sh- like is he the 26th man at this point i mean do you want to see because at this point, why don't they start oscar colas every day at this point right oh i think he's gonna start i i don't think grafal is like stupid enough and like you know ignorant like the last manager where he's just gonna play everybody they'll play it like he look at the sunday lineup today you know just actually your no best lineup. around yeah it was your best lineup yeah last year opinion. sunday lineups larry garcia was batting second and third at some point in april and, and may last year i mean like look, look back it was happening you know i i think oscar's gonna just take that job i don't think I think Gavin Cheats is not even going to be on this roster by the end of this year. I don't know if that's a hot take, but he'll, I think he's going to get traded. So, and if I mean, not, it should have happened in the offseason. In oh, my opinion, I, I, with the I agree. way the roster is lined up, there's no spot yeah. for Gavin Cheats. If you believed in Colas as much as you did, right? Yeah. Big, all the hype was around Oscar Colas, and right now he's proven it. He, he's this is an opening series against the Houston Astros, the defending champion Houston Astros, who have. Two major injuries, and neither of them are to pitchers. Yeah. And Oscar Colas went out there, and he proved it against starting pitching, against relief pitching. Um, it Sheets d- just doesn't fit. You know, he's not. Yeah, that's not a twenty-six man. He can't play anywhere other than the right first. side of the field, first of the corners in particular, first and right. Yeah, and he's awful in right field, and he's not that good at first base. He's a bigger target than Andrew Vaughn. That's it. There, there's, there's, and you'd rather reason. have Eloy there anyway, you know. Like you play, I'd rather like that's really bad to say. I'd rather have Eloy playing the outfield than Gavin Sheets. Like I really would, you know. Like right, there's you're right. There really is when you look at this roster. Like Alberto and Romy can play. Alberto can play every position in in, in the infield. Basically, Romy can play anywhere in the entire field. Right, Sabi can play first base. Yasmani can play. There is really no spot for Sheets. So I'd rather have Jake Berger up than Sheets. I mean, I I guess because he's a lefty, you know, but like I don't even think that's that important. Is isn't Hans Alberto a lefty or no, he's I, a right, if he's I'm not mistaken, that's right. A, yeah. Yeah, he's a righty. So I mean, maybe that's the only reason why he's still You've here. Got a lefty but, bat off your bench, I guess. Yeah. And, and he can so, kind of hit for power, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the only fit that I see for him. And it's just, if that's it's... what's aggravating to me. And I just, with, with what we've seen out of Colas, and we know he's a better defender than yeah. Sheets and Wright, why is Oscar Col- like, Oscar Colas should be in your everyday lineup, period, yeah. end of discussion. I think he's going to be. So That's that's where I'm at. So, and it's nice to have some more balance in the lineup this year, too. Like, I know last year, they were very, very righty heavy. In, mm-hmm. in regard to their their lineup construction. But now that you add Benintendi, now that you add Colas, you yeah. get a lot more lefty-ready variation. No matter yeah. what, you have four lefties 
all the time. And, you know, if you're like, okay, Gavin, if you really believe in, you know, Vaughn is struggling or something, you can throw in Gavin Sheets, you know, I mean, or right. if Eloy's struggling or, you know, you, you can have five lefties in your lineup at one time. So it's yeah. nice. And that's true with, with Vaughn too, especially. I mean, maybe Vaughn needs to kind of clear the head too because outside of his clutch hit in game one, he did not look very good this series. Decent today, but yeah. besides yeah. that, it's bad. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. So, all right. Should we uh, should we move this on to uh, next this upcoming series, Gary? Yeah, yeah. Talk about tomorrow. I know you're uh, heading out to the park tomorrow, which I'm pretty sad. This is like the first year I'm not going to be there in like – 10 years ever since I graduated college. Cause you know, I, I went every year from like 1998 until 2009 and then went to college and I couldn't go obviously. Cause I was out there and six hours away and then 2013 and on, I've been there every year, but this year I'm just not going to be able to go. hundred percent. hundred percent. But so yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah. Against the giants, San Francisco giants, uh, mm-hmm. who have their own problems. Um, that's for darn sure. You know, a team that, was really, really good in 2021 and then was really, really b- mediocre at best in 22. Um, they, they just really weren't good. Um, they just had two out of three taken them taken from them from the Yankees. Um, so our guy Wayne here in the comments said two out of three expected at home, hoping for a sweep. I think that's a fair expectation, right, Gary? Yeah, I I, I, if, it, if it's anything less, I think it that's a problem, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you have yeah. three very good pitchers going, two lefties facing the White Sox, which, like, I know it's not 2020, and I said this last time, but they seem to be a little bit more comfortable. You know, I mean, naturally, lefties, I mean, righties can hit lefties better. It's just a thing, right? So, um, you know, with, with two lefties there, Logan Webb's fucking nasty. So maybe that's the one you lose, but you have Dylan C's pitching. So that's going to be another pitching duel, you know? So I'm hoping for the same thing. Let's let's get two out of three, and if not, sweep them. Yeah. I mean, I don't see – and I was just on earlier this morning on Sons of Honarchy with my guy Tommy, obviously. Never the, heard the, of her. Never heard of her. Uh, yeah. The big the big San Francisco Giants fan. Oh, uh, yeah. That's his favorite team. Uh, I give him shit all the time. Um, it's just because of the wife. Um, all that being said, he – he said that, oh, the Giants are okay. You know, they just won yesterday, yada, yada. No, I mean, this team's garbage. Look at their roster construction. It's terrible. They got who? Mitch Haneker, Michael Conforto, Jock Peterson. I mean, that, when those are your three biggest bats, I'm not scared of your lineup. Yeah. The White Sox should be able to mow down the Giants, especially at home. You've got the energy of the home opener crowd behind you on Monday that's mm-hmm. going to carry into Wednesday and Thursday a little bit. The, the, it's going to be Mitch obvious. On the IL. Is he on the I.L.? Mitch Haniger? Already, yeah. All right, there you go. I mean, my point exactly. The team is not good. And I know that Logan Webb is, is a better pitcher than, you know, a lot. I think a lot of the league gives him credit for and a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, he's a very good pitcher. That being said, um, I um I really do think that the White Sox have a chance to sweep that series. Um, yeah, I mean that there shouldn't be anything that gets in their way, and because in my opinion as well, they've got the three best pitchers in their rotation going. 
when healthy. Kopech, Cease, Lynn. Right now, yeah. those, I, in my opinion, are your three best pitchers. Yeah. In your in your starting rotation. Go no, out. I and agree. Show, show them who's boss. No holds barred. Like just just go out, kick ass, take names. I I think this team can do that. I want to see them though. The, the, the key to the series, carry. I'm going to say it right now. I don't think they're going to have a problem getting on base. I'm worried about their ability to hit with guys on base. They did it a little bit today. Runners with runners in scoring position, they were 5 for 19, which is not fantastic, but it's doable. Yeah. The rest of the series, they were terrible. Well, it, just looking at what the Giants did this first week, if 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 the Sox were bad at it, the Giants were even worse at that. Um, they did not score runs in two of their three games, so they've scored five runs in three different games, right? Yep. I mean, you know, like you've said, they're they're just not they're just not a good lineup. Like Lamont Wade is your leadoff hitter, Ooh, Conforto, J.D. Davis. I guess JD Davis, right? JD, he... I guess J- Jack Peterson, Yastrzemski. I mean, it's not. Yeah, there's Yastrzemski nobody that. Well. There's nobody that like wows you, you know, and that. No. that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I think this team only had one, two. They had three hits. Three hits. Uh, today, I mean, that's not good. <laughs> you right. know, three hits today, and their first game, I think they had. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah. So, you know, if the Sox pitching can repeat what they did um, this week against starting the pitching. Astros, yeah, the starting, starting pitching, pitching. The starting pitching, if they can do what they did against the Astros, you know, and go a little bit more innings, then it shouldn't be a problem sweeping this team. Right, so. right. The one thing I can see happening is a late inning meltdown from our bullpen on Wednesday in particular. So they've got a one or two run lead on Wednesday because they, they battled it out with uh, Cease versus Webb and they're up, I don't know, 2-1 or 3-1 going into the top of the eighth or the top of the ninth and all of a mm-hmm. sudden somebody comes out that isn't ready to close and they shit the bed. That's what I'm most worried about. So, And I really don't want that to be the MO of the White Sox year this year, right? Yeah. But, um, and I don't think that's delusional. A Kopech jump to Cy Young a la Corbin Burns, when healthy, when healthy, I really do think that Michael Kopech has this stuff to be as good as Dylan Cease's. I know that's crazy. I really do think that he's that good. From the stuff that we've seen when he's healthy, he's converted himself not just to a guy, that throws 101 on the mound as a starter. He's reinvented himself. That fastball has even more movement. It may have less velocity, but it has more movement. And then on top of that, I think if he develops another pitch with Michael Kopech, that's the thing. You can't just be like Lucas Giolito and be a fastball changeup guy only. You've got to have a strong slider. Or, yeah. yeah and, and that's what it is for, for Kopech. It's not a curveball. It's going to be a slider. It's going to be a fastball slider change. And you got to mix the three very well in order to get to that level. And I think Kopech can do it. We saw flashes of that in April and May last year before the injury. And I'm really hanging my hat on Kopech being able to do that this year because I think it's going to be huge for the White Sox success. So we'll see how he does. 
home opener yeah, man. tomorrow. I'm with you. I've, I'm a big Kopech guy. I've always been a big Kopech guy. I, I, I thought that last year he really just had to, coming off of Tommy John, had to just show he can pitch at least, what, 150, and he did, and, and he did it at an elite level for majority of the season. He tailed off because he's never started a full year before. Two injuries, you know, later and, you know, coming up young. I mean, I, I'm, I truly believe that this could be that leap year that he takes and maybe not like a Corbin Burns, like you said, but if you can give us um, Lucas Giolito in 2019, you know, or something like that, where like every game is a competitive game and you have this pitching staff, especially without Clevenger pitch today, it's fucking ride, baby. So yeah, let's hope, let's hope this week's, this, uh, you know, these, Next three games are good, um, and uh, hope you have fun tomorrow. Please, please drink heavily and don't do anything stupid. And um, you know, make fun of people if you see them on Sox Twitter. And uh, you know, hopefully they win. It'd be nice to see them. Absolutely, win. absolutely. I'm going with the old man uh, and a couple of his buddies. I'm very excited. Uh, nice. Seats are actually going to be right outside the uh, visitors' dugout in section 119 be in the first row. Uh, so keep your, you know, when there's a, a lead off or a, a guy who gets on first base and, you know, they show that, that lead off camera, uh, yeah. be, be on the lookout for, for this bald head possibly um, to be on your, on your TV screen. If you're going to be watching the game. So thank you for those of you that joined us in the live comments. It, it's fantastic. It adds so much to our conversation. It makes us laugh, especially when senior talks about uh, Mike Clevenger being on team Israel uh, for the world baseball classic. So dumb. Um, <laughs> so stupid gives me a good laugh um and then when we talk about e coli at uh at tailgates make sure you guys eat cooked food if you're going to the game tomorrow make sure you guys eat cooked food at be tailgate. careful of some of the tailgates you go to um i know i will be eating cooked food tomorrow so um don't eat any tomahawk steaks <laughs> <laughs> on that note Thank you very much. We are the Believe in the Southside Boys. You will see us. I don't know, Carrie. Should we? Uh, Wednesday or Thursday? Well, the, the series doesn't even end until uh, until Thursday, Friday. When? Wait. This so is maybe, a three-game may, series. It's a three-game series, but they got Tuesday off. So oh, they play, okay. they play so we'll Monday, talk Wednesday, on Thursday. Thursday. So we'll, so we'll talk, talk to y'all Thursday. on Thursday evening. Peace okay. out, everybody. And uh, go White Sox. Let's get us a, a series win at home. Yep. Don't stop now, boys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.